0: into it is.
1: Okay, cool. why not?
0: So, welcome. This is the Dark Arts of Conversation. This is the first conversation. Uh, definitely hoping to be able to do this more often, uh, bi-weekly, if, uh, if everything shows. works out. <laughs> um, yeah, if people show up. Uh, I'm Jeremiah the Baker at the Dark Arts Hub, and I'm joined here with my wife Daniela, the resident witch. Hi. Uh, we're here today to start a conversation basically really around anything. This first one's really just gonna be kind of like an overview, what we kind of hope to get out of it, where we hope it's gonna go. Um, So we're gonna just jump right in and say, the more we talk, the more we heal. Um, It's a big thing for us We kind of feel like if you don't talk, it's hard to really work through anything you're dealing with. Um, Even just like off the cuff while you're talking about have to process it right then and there just be able to even verbalize it so it's an important thing for us and we really feel like starting the conversations that people don't have all the difficult ones you don't hear about whether it's depression uh thoughts of suicide um postpartum depression uh, a whole bunch of other things we have a huge list of stuff that we're kind of interested in doing so The more we talk, the more we heal. We're hoping people feel a little bit less alone as they start to see these conversations and get to join in. So that's really kind of why we believe the more we talk, the more we heal. So some basic background and info on both of us. Uh, I'm the baker. (laughs) I don't know why that would be obvious, it's not on this account. Um, For me, the whole thing kind of started like baking to kind of make myself feel better and build my own confidence. So I'm not really a baker by trade yet. Maybe, who knows? We'll see what the future holds. Um, yeah, I'm old these days. I'm <laughs> <laughs> 38. Um, I'm married to this one right here. We have a little baby down here that she can't see. She's kind of fussy, but she's doing well. Um, I work in the tech industry. At this point, I'm basically managing people that brings about its own stresses, so this is just another way to kind of relieve some of that and work through everything that life brings on a daily basis.
1: So, I'm Daniela, uh, so I'm part-time, was a part-time hairdresser, slash tarot reader. JR um, kind of introduced this like, concept to me about talking about suicide and depression, and so I've been all about it because a lot of my readings for people, like, if I work around, you know, taking care of your mental health, taking care of you, while, like, trying to help build or work forward into a future of whatever you want in your life. Uh, I'm 28. We're 10 years apart. Uh, I'm nervous as hell, so you're going to hear me, like, stutter a lot and probably drop a lot of F-bombs because <laughs> that's what I do. Um, I also may, like, run away with the baby at some point, so you may see her. Uh, here and there, just
0: forward. Um, Yeah, it won't be a family-friendly thing some days, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, it just uh, happens. So we decided that we'd come up with five different questions that we probably don't know about each other, which was actually kind of hard for knowing each other for, what, the last six years, at least. Trying to figure out how, what we actually don't know Great. Totally. Questions. <laughs> um, so we're going to kick it off with just like asking questions about each other, and uh, and then we'll talk about maybe some future stuff that will be coming up in these conversations. Hopefully, people will start joining and like wanting to be a part of it, um, and then we'll hopefully start sharing other people's stories about you know working through their own trauma and sharing that like you're not alone. It definitely, uh, we all experience these feelings whether we talk about it or not.
0: Yeah, we'd like to be able to do that live. So, we do have a small section of the website called The Magical Collective, and people have shared their stories with us. and We put them out there for people to read as um, another way for people to connect. Um, it's, it's important for us to all kind of connect and feel a little bit less alone. Uh, if you're interested, you're always more than welcome to let us know and share a story. And we'd love to have it. We would definitely post it. You can take it down whenever you want. There's never any pressure.
1: Um, and if you have a
0: recipe that you want to share, feel free. Uh, so we'll start off with the questions. I'm going to let you go first because I don't have mine, which means I need to run over and get them real
1: fast. Are they still on your
0: phone? They are, but my phone is right up there. And I, can't touch it, so. <laughs> I was all prepared
1: it's okay working out the tweaks it's cool. part of the first one <laughs> there's a lot of people there's
0: not people gets yep. used to being in front. so when in your life have you been the most nervous for yourself nervous nervous for yourself outside right now <laughs> I'm actually not as nervous as I thought I was going to be for me it's any time that I'm like getting up in front of people and giving a presentation that <laughs> leading to that for me is such a struggle like, oh, god, oh god, they're going to hate it, they're going to hate me, it's going to be weird. I get super, like, feelings of judgment. Um, and then the other part would be, anytime I have to have a difficult conversation that I don't feel prepared for, where I'm going to make somebody feel bad. Uh, it happens at work, I'm going to have to give bad news to clients, bad news to staff. It's kind of like, oh, shit. Like, um, I'm nervous because I don't want them to feel bad, as somebody who's felt bad about themselves for a really long time, it's like, oh, I don't want to do that to somebody else. Um, I'm starting to get to the idea where I understand that that's part of growth, is having that level of uncomfort, having somebody come to you, taking in that criticism constructively, hopefully it's delivered as such, and then drawing from it. So yeah, that would definitely be what makes me super
1: nervous. (laughs) I can definitely see that as being like super nervous. I mean, I feel that way when I'm reading tarot and I have to, like, like, oh, I gotta tell you something that I know that I shouldn't know, and I'm like, uh, like this. <laughs> sorry. All right. <laughs> okay.
0: So, what do you hope to get out of this, being these conversations that we're
1: gonna have? I mean, if anything, I'm hoping that it's gonna better support me, uh, very little one, um, to be open and honest and be able to be vulnerable and hopefully like share that space and hold that space for you as well as myself. Because Sometimes I don't have the grace to hold space for myself. So I'm hoping this is going to help with that, but I'm hoping it's also going to encourage people to be like, okay, I can actually talk about how I feel and nobody's going to judge me because I personally, since like postpartum, uh, I feel like I've recoiled a lot and um, where it was really hard to share anything with anybody because I, one, hormones are crazy and uh, I don't think I've ever felt this suicidal since I was like a teenager, um, which is so hard because having a brand new baby, I should feel like, oh, this is exciting and this is great, but I'm like, fuck, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, so I'm hoping that like out of this, if anything, it's just going to create support for me, for other people. And honestly, just so I can be a little more present with you and, oh, and myself.
0: Yeah, that's way more of an answer than I've so I was ever expecting. Sorry. No, that's great. That's what we're here for. right? We want everybody to have that support, whatever it is, whatever it is, it makes it easier for people to. Understand what other people are going through, learn from it, try and bring their own uh, feelings and thoughts and everything else to it. Right? I mean, we can't do this alone. I don't feel like anybody can do it alone. Uh,
1: Which is such a fucking hard thing to learn because yeah. I'm so like, Ugh, I gotta be independent. I don't need anyone. I can do this myself. Oh, I'll,
0: just, I'll just knuckle down and I'll do it myself. Yeah. Like I don't need anyone else. Um, and that's that's the hardest part is the. The ability to learn to rely on others and finding those people that will be there. Definitely been burned a lot. So yeah, yeah. I know that like ties into it for me and I know it ties into it for you. Um, so we wanna be that people, starting point for people,
1: right? That not everybody's gonna burn you and people actually care about you. Even if we don't know you, we wanna yeah, be there. And that's
0: support. the hardest part. The right? Hardest part.
1: Um, if you could go back to a moment in your lifetime When
0: would it be? Where would you be? Just based on recent events, I'm gonna say anywhere eating lunch with my mom. Um, It's been about three months since she passed away and it's still, it's hard. I thought I was prepared and I definitely wasn't. So
1: really the ability
0: to just go back and sit and have lunch with her again, like we used to, just... Go out. I mean, COVID really killed that for both of us for the last like year and a half. So I, I'd, I'd love to just go back there and sit with her. And if I could right now, like show her pictures of her granddaughter, because she only got to see her once. So yeah, that's that's what I would do now. In honesty, rip my heart out. my'
1: don't
0: <laughs> if we're going to do it, let's just get into it today right now. Right? We're just banding off. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, I don't know if we've said it yet. i definitely called you the resident witch. you've mentioned tarot and magic. But I know that tarot and magic are like a pretty decent part of your background and, and really uh, a portion of your identity. So how do you take tarot and magic uh, to people to help them? when you're doing readings or, or rituals, like, what does that look like? How do you take that to them and what do you think they get out of it?
1: So, a little background, uh, I am a psychic, I am a medium, um, that's just been part of my identity since I was 13, like, I was born into a family who is very much, like, terror related, very much into, you believe in, like, witchcraft and all this stuff for once, so, like, know that that, and I'm also Catholic, so, like, there's, like, a whole big, like, pot of mixture on on top of that, um, which, when people hear that, they're, like, what the fuck, you're Catholic, and there is witchcraft, and tarot, um, aren't those, like, contradicting things? Um, so, I'm hoping, like, when I'm reading for people, my biggest thing is, like, the first thing I'll do is ground somebody. Like, have them take a minute, breathe, process about what they're doing, what's going on. Because, like, there's a lot of nerves happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also super, super empathetic to the point of, like, if your shoulder hurts, my shoulder hurts. Like, it's bad. Like, it's uncomfortable. I am still learning boundaries. Um, Especially because, like, it's really hard with the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But, um, so, like, for me... What that looks like like in our process is i take time to help some big ground come back to their body let's take a minute like let's collect ourselves and then i'll start pulling cards and i don't ask anybody anything the first round like i pull out i tell everybody what i see or that person what i see what i'm feeling what situations are coming up and then from there they tell me whether any of that hit home or clicked or anything um, I don't like to let people just ask a question and go because I feel like there's just, um, I don't know. I feel like that's just so like 25 step machine, like, Oh, there's a little rain coming out. I already know which one is coming. Like I want people to be surprised or, you know, that I can see them. Like I can see you. I can feel you. Let me be here for you. Let me support you. You don't know me and that's okay. But let me hold you for a little bit let me just like, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> baby sneeze. Um, like, let me openly like just love on you and take care of you for a minute. Mm-hmm. So readings very much are most of them end up going more towards like, how are you feeling mentally? How can I support you? Um, how can we go through and like, rework this so you can take back your own power and like redirect that into how you show up in your own life and then rituals like i work with a lot of different spirits i work with a lot of different gods um and energies in all honesty and um i grew up you know praying like crazy making offerings um, and working together and making packs and those have vaguely supported in how i work because a lot of the time it's directing people's energy and helping like i'm a firm believer sometimes you lose energy like bringing back the energy back in your body so whatever i do it's to best support whoever is in my chair whoever is there in that space in all honesty um i don't know if that answers your yeah, question well. Without like going yeah. into depth of a ritual or whatever the case
0: is. No, it's, it's it, that's that's what I'm looking for, right? Like, what? How are you helping other people? You know, I think that's kind of what we all want to do. I think that's why we're here. Um, it's the ability to save space, hold space for people, let them know that you know you see them so that they can try and be vulnerable. Because being vulnerable the first time, second time, third time, there's it's some of the hardest things it's you've scary. Ever done if you haven't done it or if you've been burned enough. Just like I not want to do this because you're just going to turn around and say something mean later. and I can't handle it anymore. So
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> way too much. Been, uh...
0: been there, done that. Oh, my God. So um, I guess we'll
1: move on to the next question. <laughs> yeah, and it's your turn. Um, what band movie made you feel for the first time?
0: I mean, that we could be here all day if we talked about every single band. Uh, we could. Music has always been a really big thing for me. The lyrics in music are really what made me feel less alone. Um, Everything from the unseen, way back in my angry, teenage, super-pump days to, like, Modern Life is War. He had
1: a mohawk. It was fucking
0: great. it was pretty sweet. I was definitely a poser like everybody else. so then you get into like Modern Life is War, which is a band I really wish I'd gotten into earlier because then they broke up, but then magically they got back together and we were able to go see them on a reunion tour, which was amazing. Super awesome. um, they, Before kind of
1: talk, yeah, they kind of <laughs> yeah,
0: in, in Denver. They kind of talked a little bit about being like lonely, but honestly, the biggest band that I would say has had the biggest impact on me in terms of being able to feel and talk everything else is really kind of the band that started I don't want to say this project but really kind of helped start this project for me Um, they're broken up they were called Casey it's a band out of the UK Uh, the lead singer struggled with depression for a really long time but he was able to verbalize it and as their albums go through you can kind of see what he went through um, how he feels about it what he did to cope with it Uh, He talks about being on medication, he talks about depression and like being locked away in uh, a dark room for a while, just not wanting to talk to people. But the other thing he's able to do is talk about how his depression impacted others. He's able to talk about how it impacted his mom, how he was sorry for the way that would make her feel. I hid that from my mom um, forever, really. And now that she's not here, I don't know that she knew to the extent of really how depressed I was. Um, yeah. So yeah, Casey, man, I, I mean, I can't say enough about that. Um, I actually like the starting of, of that. One of their lyrics is, uh, and of course, I just haven't completely long to say. <laughs> That's I, of course, how uh, especially
1: like when you're uh, in front of a camera.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Learning how to speak gave me the strength to carry on, and that really resonated. I can really feel that. Um, That's kind of why we have, the more we talk, the more we heal. Um, I I held it all in for so long. Uh, Hearing somebody else be able to talk about it and, and actually talk about it, even if it's just in a song, was enough for me to really help me move forward. So this is, for me, is kind of my way to pay my mom back and pay them back, uh, even though they'll never know. They broke up literally like right when I was getting into them, which is sad. Um, They were really into mental health. Their last show that they played in the U.S. was in Chicago, and all the proceeds went to a mental health organization based out of Chicago, um, which really helped me start my journey. So I thought that was really, really powerful, and I think that was great. So yeah, Casey, just a band out the UK. If you get the opportunity, check them out. Even if they're not your kind of music, uh, at least lyrically, maybe they'll resonate. I don't like that band. A lot. Um, what is something difficult that you deal with every day? What is that one thing that just like nags you every day?
1: Fuck.
0: It could be now. It could be just constantly. But like, what is that?
1: I would say like, as of right now, since becoming a mom, uh, lack of sleep has been the hardest thing. One, um, if you don't know, our daughter was premature. So the beginning till now has been like the roughest shit I've ever experienced. (laughs) Uh, and because of that, like my biggest struggle day to day is, um, honestly not getting enough sleep and because of that it makes me like think about suicide like that i will be crying or stressed out and i can take that on like nobody's business one like there's mother's intuition like you just feel it you understand it and like not being able to do anything for her when she gets so inconsolable like i can feel the pain in my body and i get to the point of like i'm like I just want to die right now and, and and not in a just like I'm like fantasizing about it and that is such a shitty thing to yeah. say openly and think about that like becoming a mom I'm, it's I'm, not, I'm fantasizing and about suicide it's not, but like it's here. so because
0: nobody talks about that
1: it's so fucking hard like there are just days where I just don't want to fucking exist because a lot of it is I didn't get enough sleep and I can't Console somebody that so badly needs me, and I don't know how to. I don't know how to cope with it. Some days.
0: So. Yeah, she's right yeah. down here, by the way. Yeah, yeah. If you down, see me like looking down a lot and
1: playing, playing,
0: it's uh, we're just trying to keep her entertained enough. <laughs> but, I mean, to to the point. That's why we're here. Like, we're going to do a whole uh, conversation around postpartum depression because we don't think it gets talked about enough. It like,
1: really doesn't. Hey,
0: postpartum is a thing, but like, what does that mean? Like. What do you experience? How do you handle it? How can you move forward with it? And are you the only person? Because I'm, I'm positive that there's probably days where you feel like you're the only person on the planet as plus part of depression. Holy
1: crap! Yeah.
0: Or as bad as you have it, and I know I, it's. I mean, I can't say that. Yeah, you, know, you have it worse than somebody else, and I can't speak for anyone else's experience. But if we could get you in contact with somebody else, or or someone else can see this and be like oh shit I am not alone like somebody else is feeling it somebody else is dealing with it like that's <coughs> that's really just what we want to do so I you're not you're not alone you're I know. not the only one despite the fact and that
1: there's alone. some days yeah and it's, some
0: days I'm positive to feel that holy shit,
1: yeah it's uh, I mean when I talk to other moms and stuff like that, Whoa, that's a weird sentence to say. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I'm still like getting grasped that I'm a mother most days because I'm like, oh, that's right. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I think that that's, uh, I'll talk to them. They're like, I didn't expect this so hard, like to be so hard. And I think a lot of it is like Instagram and like anything online, people post all the beauty and like pregnancy. But they don't talk about, like, your hormones. They don't talk about the anxiety that comes after kid. Mean, they don't talk about the depression or the way your body doesn't bounce back the same or, like, anything sexually. Like, that just, like, is all out the window. Um, like, courses will talk about, oh, you might have, like, the baby blues. And this is what this is.
0: I fucking hate the baby blues. Like, I mean, if you've never been depressed, calling something, like, the baby blues is kind of like it's a fuck you, um, personally. But, no, and
1: I totally agree, because I'm, like... You're, like, sugar Yes. And had somebody been, like, hey, dude, like, your hormones are gonna skyrocket, you may get, like, so low, like, prepare, like, uh, I would have much appreciated that a little bit. And I understand not everybody goes through it, but, like, I, I thought I was prepared, but no, like, I... I don't think I've ever felt, I have felt like this, like I said, since I was
0: in, like, high school. And so if we can prepare somebody else even a little bit, I think that's going to be beneficial. I think that's kind of what we're hoping to be able to do. Um, and we're not going to do, <laughs> we're getting a little off topic, but we're not going to do this ourselves. Um, part of the plan is, because there's thousands of experiences we've never had or never will have. And so we're going to try and find people that have had them, bring them in, have them join, and have them be, like, The lead of the conversation. So if you, if we ever like post a topic and you're like, oh, that sounds super awesome. I'd love to be a part of that. Reach out. Let us know.
1: Yeah, Um, we would love to host host it. Yeah.
0: However, we can do it. We'll figure it out. Whether it stays on Instagram, whether it goes to something else like Zoom or Twitch or whatever is the easiest for everybody, we'll figure it out and we'll make it happen because I think that's the point. We don't want this to be just us, we want this to be.
1: Um, We're hoping it will grow.
0: Anybody that is interested enough to share and is willing to be vulnerable enough to have that open conversation with everybody. I think that's your turn, then. Um.
1: So, what really triggered starting the dark arts up for you? Like, I know when you started it, but like, what, what was that? Huh, I really want to do this kind of thing for you in the beginning. Like, I can remember you sitting on the couch, like building the website and. But I don't think I ever really asked like what triggered all of this
0: for you to start doing it. Um, I can remember really starting to feel depression and not acknowledging it or understanding it or or admitting to myself that I was depressed. All the way back when I was like 16. So I've lived with it for a really long time. Um, this isn't my first marriage, so I was depressed before. And part of that was going through uh, counseling. And that really started to give me a lot of insight into who I am and why I am the way I am. It gave me a bunch of tools that I thought I could use uh, to work through the problems in a relationship or just in general. Like, how, how can I better have a conversation with somebody? Excuse me. How do I... And how do I do that like appropriately? Like, how do we have a conversation, work through an issue in a way that isn't destructive? It's more constructive, right? Um, but also being depressed and everything else, Like I don't have a ton of self confidence. And so for me, what I really wanted to do was use baking, which is something I kind of grew up with, as a way to build my own self confidence. Um, this is another thing from the, the site. Uh, it starts with a batch of cookies. I feel like if you can make a batch of cookies and have that time frame, you can sit back and either with yourself, you can reflect on uh, what you're doing. Uh, if you're with somebody else, you can have a conversation. Hey, I feel this way because of this, or I really need somebody to listen to me or whatever. And in that, in that time that you're having that conversation, you make a batch of cookies, it may take you an hour, an hour and a half. And by the end of it, your cookies are either like done and they taste good or they don't And you can kind of start to think about why they don't taste good or what you did wrong or they work out really well and you get to start to have that confidence boost and build um to your instagram comment earlier about how instagram and other social media only show like the, the positive stuff um i've grown tremendously personally uh, through some of my baking. There's still a lot of stuff that scares the shit out of me. I won't do croissants, because it seems way too difficult so right wanna now. I still want to do them
1: so badly, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to balance them in, totally. Cakes
0: are hard, because I haven't gotten into them yet. Like, I'm pretty good at cookies and stuff. Um, but like, to that point of like, it shows only the positive stuff. I've taken a lot of pictures over the course of it. If you go through the website, and look at the first one versus what's coming out lately, you're like, your first pictures, not great. Not good at all. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, they're, they're not good, but I don't want to take them down. I don't want to remove that because if somebody goes through there, I want them to see that pattern of growth and I want them to feel the fact that they can do that too. If you look at my Instagram, I haven't gone back and done it. There's been one recipe that I reshot a picture for because I was feeling creative about it. Um, And for me, I've never been a creative person, so there's a really good creative outlet to kind of get the stress out. Um, And so I really wanted to... And then we I wrote a lot about how I was feeling through a lot of it. I journal a lot. um, Like recipes, but also how I'm feeling. But I did some of that as part of the blog on the site, trying to make other people feel a little bit less alone. So really, like, coming out of that first round of... uh, therapy and counseling I really kind of decided I wanted to do it I was in a really bad spot again Uh, my job back then was not great it wasn't a good environment and I ended up back in therapy Um, and there's nothing wrong going to therapy I would recommend it to everybody and it's kind of the other reason I want to do this is so people can remove some of the stigmas around uh, medication therapy talking any kind of mental health mental health illness uh, you know, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, like you always hear those stories about people, the, sur- the people who are survived by somebody who's committed suicide. Oh, well, I didn't see it coming or this or that or whatever. Like we want to help people heal so that they don't have to be those people. Um, the person who's contemplating it can feel a little less alone. Maybe they get something out of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, coming out of that divorce, going through that that. Counseling therapy portion really helped me grow and so it it was that Jumping off point for me really to kind of Find a way to build my own confidence and try to help other people at the same time So yeah, I think that's probably what really jump-started this whole thing and it's just blossomed. I mean it just started out as just that Now there's this we're sharing other people's stories uh, There's your sub-portion of the tarot stuff where you're trying to help people do that. Uh, There's some photography. Just trying to see, because I don't know what's going to resonate with everybody. So I'm trying to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. uh, It's probably too much, in all honesty. But whatever I can to make somebody else feel something um, that starts them on their journey. It's a little... I think that you have to remember,
1: like, so many people find one thing that they're super good at and they like, pigeonhole themselves, and that's all that they're known for, so, I mean, I I always love when people are willing to try different things and, like, put themselves out there, because I think, one, that's creatively moving your flow a lot, so you're getting to feel and acknowledge and see what other people see, and, while doing that you're learning what you like and don't like about yourself Mm -hmm. trying all these different outlets at the same time and i think even that you know that creates confidence that creates support in you and i think
0: i wouldn't say it creates confidence there's a lot of that lacking it's just me it's gonna take a long time for me to overcome that. but no yeah i mean i i do i want to i want to put out stuff that people can kind of and relate to, even though I'm not good at it, Like I don't care. I just want somebody to start feeling less alone and if they need to talk to somebody, that they can talk to somebody. That's the biggest thing that I feel helped me with, was my inability to tell somebody how I was feeling. So yeah, I made mean, really was <laughs> a long, long way to answer your question. So uh um, the big that? So we have like two more, which is good, because we're actually pretty, pretty well on track. Um, who or what kept you alive in your nervous days? Shit, um... Who or what? Could be both?
1: Hmm. That's a pretty hard one, actually, because like, I'm like, uh... Are we talking like past? Are we talking sure. now? Because <laughs> right now, it's you and Ophelia. Okay. But like past wise, like in moments like that, um, I don't know so much that it was ever people. I think it honestly was my gift uh, is what kind of helped me like stay afloat all of the time. Um, as weird as that sounds, I you know my family didn't really know that I was depressed or that I had attempted suicide or that like for you guys that don't know I, I had a really bad drug problem for a very long time I'm um, almost eight years sober in a couple weeks um I still drink obviously but like serious really really bad drug problem and um I think in moments like that it was always like my guides coming through or like energetically I'd be like oh okay I have this gift to share like I don't have to um, I should be trying to help myself like I should be doing something to you know help other people in this experience and so um I think that really kind of kept me af- afloat in some days that I could not get past like myself because other people just I felt like didn't understand what didn't know what I was feeling, but like these energies and the things that I worked with were always there to support me because they can see me for what I was at that point in time. And um, when I receive messages, as weird as this is gonna sound, like it sounds as clear as even I are talking. Like it's not in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like I. It's like there's like a ghost next to me, and I'm hearing a conversation coming. And so like those things definitely help kept me afloat or kept me alive in situations where um they were really sketchy situations of things happening um in all honesty i think i relied on that a lot um, yeah i i think that might be like the best way that i could answer that because that's that's a hard one to like really pin down like you and O for for sure right now are my biggest like lifeboats. Yeah. I love my family, but they were always like, it's fine. You're okay. You gotta get going. Like, you gotta move. You gotta do this and you'll be fine. Like, there was a lot of like, it's okay to cry, but like, you're crying too much. Like, get moving on. And like, that was really hard for me. Like, it, it was hard for me understand what I was going through at the time so like, I relied a lot on myself and like that I want to say I relied on friends but I didn't really have a good friend support system I knew a lot of people I talked to a lot of people but whenever I would go support people or when I needed that support people didn't know how to support me in the way that I needed it it always turned into me to care of them instead and it's always been that way um it sucks sometimes because it's like i now understand that people just don't know how to help me unless i tell them how i need it and that kind of sucks um, <laughs> because i expect so much more from people um, but i think it's also just like we're all in different places with different needs at different times and you gotta pick and choose what comes first mm-hmm. um,
0: yeah, that's a roundabout way to answer
1: that, I think. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, I think you got it, I think touch on everything. Um, so my last one for you is if you could be known for any recipe you've done for the rest of your life,
0: what would it be? Well, I'm gonna start with what Pinterest seems to think I'm known for, which is like a cinnamon toast crunch cheesecake. Oh my god, that, that thing is away. so fucking good. <sighs> I, I don't even like the I don't know what it is and I don't know why that's the one thing that took off on there, but like it's The only thing with a lot of views and everything, it's good, sure, it's good. It's not something that I would have thought would have been like this big, huge thing. Um, the coffee lovers blondies that I oh do God. are probably my favorite thing, they're uh, so beautiful
1: smelling. Like, I just want to sit there and smell the bag after
0: you make up. I'm just I mean, like, uh, it's fresh espresso, there's fresh ground coffee in it, it's a uh, it is a chewy, moist blondie. It's, yes,
1: you do got to make it. It's <laughs> so good. Like, you will never want to eat anything else. Either one. Have.
0: The blondies, the cheesecake, they're both pretty awesome. Um, I think the blondies are they're super easy to do, too. If you don't make your own espresso, like, if you have a really favorite coffee place, like, the coffee that I put in it, if I'm making the espresso and the coffee, are from a local place that we go to so you get that hometown feel uh we were up in new york a few months ago and i just went into i think it was the black Flamingo.
1: yeah
0: and they had really great espresso so i took their espresso and made them with it so like obviously with those if you use a crap coffee you're gonna get crap blown so i'm not gonna lie like (laughs) there's no way around it because it's such a big part of the flavor in there but there's milk chocolate in there that also do. Uh, they're super easy.
1: They're so good. I did, Jeremiah had to give me like a crash course. I was like, what's the difference between brownies and blondies? Because I'm like, they're both like a brownie. It's like a vanilla. It's like
0: a vanilla brownie. There's no real chocolate in it. It's not a chocolate base. It's more of a vanilla.
1: Um, they're super good. Like I was really surprised.
0: So I would say that's got it. That might just be like my disgusting love for coffee that I ended up having to put on my arm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, probably that one, for sure. It's not what we've made the most of, but if I had to say, this is me, yeah, it's, it's definitely the coffee lovers' bodies. I like that.
1: That's a very unique
0: one, too. Now yeah. I don't like my last question or anything. Why? Um, just ask. Man, fine. So, you're going to change I'm not, I'm not. I grew up uh, and like having a hero was a big thing, but personally, for me, the more I grew, I started to pull away from that. So do you have a hero? And if so, who or what is your hero?
1: Okay, so I'm going to answer this a little, probably differently than you're expecting. I don't really like to say that I have a hero because I feel like that idolizes somebody for what they've done in that moment and like people can't see past the everybody has a heroic moment. every person we've all had one in our lives or constantly we've made a moment. Um, like that's the possibility, the growth, the change the, so I don't really like to idolize one person for one thing that they've done personally. Um, So, uh, but I do, you know, I can't acknowledge those heroic moments that, like, repeat history that are, like, holy shit, okay. Um, I don't know if you know, uh, the patron saint, Lucy. She, uh, is the patron saint of the blind and the homeless. And so the story goes that, um, she believed so much like in god and and was like so like based to the christian her christian religion that her suitor who was pagan did not appreciate that and so he told the roman authorities on her and so they sent her to become like go live in like a, a prostitution house to be raped and because of that like they went to go like escort her out of her own home and they said that she weighed so much. She wasn't like, she was very petite woman that they could not remove her from her house. And so from there they threatened to burn her alive. And so they tried to set the house on fire. Like she and the house would not catch on fire. And so, um, the following night it said that she, um, So that they wouldn't take her, that she gouged her own eyeballs out and left them on a plate for her suitor. Um, now, some say that, like, she she made sure it, like, made its way to him because he loved her eyes. But other people say that she took out her own eyeballs because who would want anybody who didn't have the eyes? Like, there would be no way. And so, like, talk about hardcore, hardcore, like, you believe in what you believe in, that you're willing to give up something of yourself so that nobody else can take it from you. Um, like, like, that's pretty fucking, like, holy shit, you believe so much in what you believe in that I can
0: see that being pretty relatable.
1: And so, um, it's said that, like, after that, the Roman authorities came, and they slit her throat. And then when her family went to go bury her, her eyes were magically back. Like, they had no longer been gashed out. They were as clear as day when they went to go bury her. Wow. Dude, yeah. It's pretty fucking hardcore that I'm like, you know, being some, she's also, her name is also the bringer of light.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Which is why she was, Mm -hmm. it's like the crown of candles. Um, It's a really big, like, story that I grew up on. She's also somebody I work with rituals that i like i appreciate like you believe in what you believe in and you know instead of somebody else taking it from you or getting scared and running away from it you you know you move forward with it and fuck you i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna do this to myself because he ain't taking anything from me kind of moment and i'm i'm all about that like that's me that's a heroic moment
0: um Uh, that that's a pretty Brutal straightforward answer. I
1: okay. yeah, I mean that's, cool. that's that's who I am what I'm talking about. So yeah, I that like I feel like that went
0: by pretty fast. I mean it did. We're getting close to the end. Um, so we do want to talk about some of the ideas we have for future topics. Um, and then we'll kind of open this up a little bit, hopefully I think. I don't really know how that works anymore in that part of it. Um, so we're we've got Concepts around postpartum depression, obviously, uh, depression,
1: imposter syndrome, uh, imposter
0: up. syndrome is probably going to be what we do next, like, why do you not feel good enough to do whatever. Um, what so are we'll your
1: experiences? Yeah. How can you get through it? Um,
0: and so if you have some, think about them and join the conversation. Want to do that. That yeah, share your experiences, please. We'd love it. We'd appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be doing... Um, Dealing with the loss of a parent, uh, being a caregiver, and how you can support a caregiver, because my dad took care of my mom for the last eight months of her life, and watching him go through that, uh, and seeing the impact that that's had on him is super difficult. So, and then all all of that, that entire cancer journey, nobody, nobody talked about it, right? They just say cancer sucks. Yeah, it does, but like, What's the impact outside of the person with cancer and then how you work through a lot of that? So we'll be having a lot of that. What's it like to be on medication? What's it like to go to therapy? TBI. Like. Uh, traumatic brain injury, uh, stuff that can impact your own physical health, but then that also impacts your own mental health. Um, that's one we're actually looking to pull one of our uh, close friends in. She had a, a pretty big TBI. And so I'd love for her to come in, sit down, and just run with it, right? This is this is my experience. These are the things I look for. This is kind of what it's like to live with it. So those are some of the ideas. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we'll just keep going with it. Um, and we're always open to suggestions for anybody out there that's got some. We can do some research. We can bring anybody into the conversation that wants to be it. If you want to run it, feel free to let us know and uh, join up. Um, and if anybody wants to join the conversation right now, provide feedback or just say anything you <laughs> want. Feel free and let us know.
1: That would be brat as hell, in all honesty. Uh,
0: and if not, I get it. It's nerve wracking the first time, but we will be here uh, anyway in two weeks. So
1: yeah, if for you want next conversation, let us know. And then hopefully, maybe I'll even start pulling cards in one of our episodes and do like yeah, we'll have that
0: in, in in one for, for sure. People
1: that want to join,
0: yeah. So, really, the more we talk, the more we heal. Just want to start a conversation, have everybody feel a little bit less alone. Um, because it can be lonely out there. So, uh, check in on your friends, check in on your family, and sometimes your friends are your family. And that's okay. So, that's all I've got. Anything? Any parting words? Anyone else with some parting words? Want
1: to hang out for a second, see if anybody to sure. ask, say anything.
0: And... We can hang out for a few. This one's still quiet enough that we can probably get through something.
1: Yeah. She's been super chill. Uh, but also, thank you guys for like coming out yes. to hang out with us. it means you know, a lot. For our first conversation, for sure.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Oh,
1: thank you. We are super excited, too.
0: Yeah. We're hoping this goes somewhere. Uh, even because a lot of the impacts we may have, we may never see. And that's totally fine. We just want to help people the best we can. So, yeah. It's
1: all about making support, building a support system for yeah. people.
0: You're not alone out there.
1: Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, we'll see you guys in like two weeks. And thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being present today with us and yeah. sharing space with us. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a small portion Thank you. of everything. Oh my
1: gosh, this is my small little nook. I've got my pineapple plant struggling. This guy back here is naked as all get out. Yeah,
0: okay. Dying hard. Shh.
1: I overwater them. He's the plant lover.
0: Yeah.
1: I just bring them home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> plant dad, not my choice. Uh, so, <laughs> so. Uh, Imposter syndrome in two weeks. Uh, keep, keep an eye out here and We'll let you know, because it might be a Saturday. We also didn't know today was uh, Super Bowl Bowl Sunday, so it's kind of stupid. Whatever. It's fine. Live and learn. Thanks for coming out, guys. Thanks, everyone. We really appreciate it.